Is it time to wave the white flag on Matt Brash? We'll answer that and more on today's mailbag episode of the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Monday, May 15th, 2023. This is Tidying Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon by scanning the QR code that's right above my head. The link, as well as our social accounts, is also in the description of this episode. And this episode is is folks mailbag monday the show where we answer your mariners questions but before we kick things off a reminder that you can catch tonight's game between the mariners and the red sox on the mariners hometown broadcast with sirius xm via the sxm app first pitch is at 410 pacific all right let's kick things off here on mailbag monday with ryan who asks what is the bigger concern at the moment with the mariners the bullpen or the offense colby start us off uh, definitely the offense. Uh, bullpen's been, you know, your best group, uh, maybe your second best if you want to count the starting pitchers. So, uh, yeah, bullpen wasn't good yesterday, no doubt about it. But uh, overall, the bullpen's been very good pretty much since the second week of the year. And early in the season, they had their little issues with walks. Since then, Festa's been demoted. Uh, Castillo was DFA'd. They've made some other changes. They've added Topa and Spire. So, uh, the bullpen's already solidified itself um, over the last, you know, five weeks. Uh, so the bullpen wasn't an issue for long uh, for the Mariners. Uh, and the offense, to be honest, I'm not all that worried about the offense. Um, I think they're still right now middle of the pack and runs per runs per game. I, th- I think they're 15th. Uh, and that is without really Julio being even a, a league average hitter. That's without Teoscar being even a league average hitter. That's without Gino being a league average hitter. And we know all three of those guys are above league average um, hitters. So I'm really not all that worried about the offense either. I do think they need another bat uh, at some point. They'll have to go out and get one, and then we'll see how healthy everybody is, and that'll dictate uh, you know, if they need to go add another. But I do think that they're a bat short still from being like a truly great offense, but I think they're going to be a good offense just because – uh, Teo and Julio and Gino, they're better than this. At least we have to assume they are still because the track record says that they are. Um, so yeah, I'm actually not worried about either. Uh, but if I had to pick which one is the bigger concern for me, it's definitely the offense. The bullpen's just fine. And it's actually going to get even stronger here over the next few weeks because you're going to add Penn Murphy back. You're going to add uh, Andres Munoz, hopefully in the next month or so. Uh, and then it certainly looks like uh, Prolander, which is how you pronounce it, by the way, apparently, I've been told. Prolander Baroa is going to be up uh, here in the next week to two weeks at most. Uh, heck, for all we know, he's in Boston right now. So he has, certainly has a, a high leverage upside. We'll see, he kind of has some issue throwing strikes sometimes, much like Matt Brash. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I mean, you're looking at it right now and you're going, you know, pretty soon we're going to have to send down Juan 10 or, or Taylor Saucedo, both of whom have been pretty good. Uh, so the bullpen's in really good shape right now. I'm, uh, I'm not worried about that at all. Uh, the offense, again, I'm still pretty optimistic about it, but if forced to choose one or the other, I'm definitely more concerned about the offense. Yeah, this question feels, and no shade to you, Ryan, but this question does feel like a bit of an overreaction to yesterday's game. And if there is a bullpen problem, 
it's really not a bullpen problem. It's a Matt Brash problem. He's really been the only true issue out of that uh, out of that unit. You know, I mean, Chris Flexen's presence there doesn't really make sense. I think we might have a question about Flexen that we're answering later on in the show, so I won't go too deep on him right now. But other than that, yeah, I, I, I this has been. Yeah, I mean, b- despite those two things, despite Brash's struggles this year, this has been one of, if not the best bullpen in, in baseball. The offense is a bit of a concern right now because, again, you know, for all the reasons that, that Colby laid out and for all the reasons that we've talked about for the last week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, that's why the offense is, is a bigger issue right now, a bigger concern right now for, for me because this is something that you are going to have to address outside of the uh, outside of the organization at some point. The bullpen, though, I think there are going to be in-house fixes. There are reinforcements on the way with Andres Munoz and Perlander Barroa and also you know guys like Riley O'Brien and Stephen Kolek might be something for you as well. So uh, Ty Adcock is another guy that might factor in here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I just I think you have an abundance of options on that front. The offense, though, that's going to be something that's going to be a little bit more complicated to fix. And what do we know about Jerry Depoto and this regime, folks? What is the one thing we can rely on them to do correctly? Rebuild bullpens on the fly. So even if the bullpen does become a problem, I'm not concerned because they have proven time and time again this regime that they can field together at least they can put together at least a, a league average bullpen yeah. at basically the snap of a finger mm-hmm. and you know that doesn't even count guys like brian Wu and emerson hancock who could yeah. uh shift to the bullpen uh later in this year so yeah, yeah bullpen's not a concern um because like you said right now it's who's the least trustworthy guy in that pen you throw out chris flexen because he's barely a part of the bullpen uh it's matt brash Everybody mm-hmm. else you trust pretty much to be automatic. And when they don't, yeah. uh, it's, I understand. Taylor Salcedo, I haven't seen enough of to say that I trust he's him. He's been pretty but, good though. But yeah, he's been, he's, he's been, they haven't he hasn't been an issue. Right. Yeah. And he's probably the guy that goes down, down uh, when Murphy's ready or, or Baroa. And then we'll yeah, see what they decide. I forgot to mention Penn Murphy as well. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what they decide to do with Juan Tan too. Uh, Cause he's been pretty solid. Uh, but uh Seems like he's probably one of the odd men out when they make a change to the bullpen, but we'll see. All right, next question comes from Darren McCacken Enjoyer. That's right, bud. You finally got a question on the show. It's your time to shine. What has caused the downfall of Matt Brash? Darren McCacken Enjoyer asks. Yes, the advanced numbers show that Brash is getting unlucky and his FIP being a one five three is showing him being unlucky, but sometimes finally lose that and get the results you should get how do you have brash figure it all out should you move him to triple a or see if it clicks eventually since he should be getting the results but he is again unlucky with the fip and the bad bip that was the second part of his question i wasn't able to uh, throw that part up on the screen but uh yeah colby what's your assessment of of matt brash what's going on with him right now he's terrible Uh, no, Matt Brash is really struggling right now. And it, yeah. as always comes down to command, um, uh, not control. Uh, it's command is an issue and, and control is also an issue too, but he's not walking a ton of guys. So, uh, it's not like he's not walking anybody, but he's not walking a ton. So I know a lot of people are like, he's fine. He's fine. But you got to watch these guys, uh, especially in a small sample size with a bullpen because Matt Brash has filthy stuff. And because he's always going to strike guys out, 
his FIP is always going to be lower than his ERA. That's just what FIP does. It values strikeouts immensely because it's one of the three things pitchers can control. Uh, one of the three outcomes that pitchers can control. Um, so to me, I watch Brash and I say, I don't have any faith that he knows where 80% of his pitches are going when they leave his hand. And that is an issue. You cannot have 20 grade command and be a major leaguer, no matter how good your stuff is. It's not going to happen. And yesterday he had 20 grade command and only like 25 uh, control. So yeah, you never know when it's going to come and go either. He'll have three outings in a row where it looks like he's got it all figured out. And then the next outing out, he'll walk two guys and hit another to give up two runs without, you know, without the opposing team having to swing the bat essentially. So yeah, you can't really trust Brash right now. My solution would be to send him down to AAA, let him work on some things in, you know, where results aren't so dire. Um, the other thing you could do if you don't want to send him down to AAA, which again, I would, I think you have other options. Uh, we talked about them, uh, you know, Murphy, uh, Baroa, and 10 has proven that he's at least a, a middle innings guy. You're going to get Murphy here in the next week or so. I think you have enough to cover uh, the Matt Brash problem but if you don't want to send him down then you just can't put him in high leverage spots give him the clean inning to start don't let him pitch with guys on base because when you bring in a guy with control and command issues with guys on base regardless of how filthy their stuff is you're one walk away from from you know impending disaster because there's already a scoring threat and now you just added another guy on base who could score because your pitcher can't throw strikes. And when you play as many close games as the Mariners do, as the Mariners are designed to do those little tiny walks and those hit by pitches and those, you know, pipe fastballs, they come back to hurt you pretty quick because you're not built to score runs quickly. Um, in the last two innings of a game, you're, you're built to win four to three, five, five, three, you know, two, one, like you're built to win these close games and you can't have a reliever in the back end of that who you're putting in your highest leverage spots who can't throw strikes. It's just not, it, it's just completely, it's the opposite of what you're trying to build and how you're trying to win games. So for me, you have to send Brash down. Um, but at the very least you can't put him in high leverage spots. You, if he pitches tonight, you want him to go pitch the six to the bottom of the order with a three run lead. That's where yeah. you want to start using Matt Brash in until you feel like he's got it figured out, but we'll see what the Mariners want to do. They uh, certainly are, are less reactionary than, uh, than I am, but you know, I'm right. So <laughs> of course, of course you are. Sure. Yep. Yeah. You, you may be the Darren McCacken enjoyer, but I am the Matt Brash enjoyer. And even for me, it, it's time, it's time to send him down for a little bit here because look, I don't know if he's going to fix his issues. Command issues are very hard to, to fix. And a lot of guys never fix those issues, but he's hurting you more than he's helping you right now. And just look, I, I, I get what the underlying numbers say, but use your eyes here. What are your eyes telling you? My eyes are telling me that Matt Brash needs Tacoma right now that he, I, I have no faith in him whatsoever to get through an inning clean, especially in situations where the Mariners only have a one run lead or they're trying to hold on to a tie, or even if they're trailing to keep things at one run or two runs. I just don't have any faith in him doing that right now. So he needs Tacoma and hopefully he figures it out. But again, you have plenty of reinforcements on the way, like five, at least five guys in your bullpen right now who you feel pretty good about to great about. I don't need Matt Brash on this roster at the moment. I don't. So that's where things are for me on Brash. 
still have a lot of hope for him. I think, you know, sky's the limit for him, obviously, especially with how much he can generate swings and misses. But I just, I can't trust him. I can't. All right. We got, uh, let's see here. We got one, two, three, four more questions to go uh, over on this uh, episode of the Lockdown Mariners podcast. But first, a reminder, this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts or accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And you're listening to the Lockdown Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. And again, you can catch the Mariners and the Red Sox tonight on the Mariners hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. 410, first pitch, Pacific. So let's get back into these questions here on Mailbag Monday. Max asks, any chance we see Jake Shiner this year? Maybe we bring him up and send down Haggerty to get him consistent at bats. Now, Colby, before you say no, let's just listen to the numbers here on Jake Shiner. I get he's 27 years old and down in triple A. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Just listen to the numbers. Just listen to the numbers. Then you can form your opinion. He right now is second in the Pacific Coast League in home runs with 12, saying 271, great on base percentage. He's also only striking out 20% of the time and he's walking almost 15% of the time. Okay. Put the numbers out there. Now you can tell me why, no, it should never happen. I'm stupid. He's a 27-year-old hitting in the PCL who brings no defensive or base running value. There you go. So Sam Haggerty is more valuable to to the Mariners on the Major League roster than Jake Shiner to you? No, but Mason McCoy is. So Because at least McCoy can play defense. At least McCoy can play multiple positions. So don't do that. You know, Mason McCoy Do I need that, though? Do I need that well, with Jose you, Caballero? You're going to stick Shiner on the bench? Look, with how little they use Haggerty Honestly, in general. it sounds to me like what Ty is saying is that they should bench a. Eugenio Suarez for Jake Shiner. <laughs> that's that's bold, but... It wouldn't uh, be the first time one of us no. has uh, pounded the table for Jake to, yeah. to get more at-bats yeah, over know, Eugenio Suarez. Right? Yeah. yeah. More, not all. Big difference. But uh, anyways... Uh, no, I don't think Shiner's your call. Uh, here's the deal. You're not really using that roster spot anymore. And that by itself is a problem. You don't want to have wasted roster spots. And right now it kind of feels like the Mariners have two because Haggerty's getting one start a week, maybe. Yeah. And he's not doing anything to earn more, but it's tough to earn more when you're on the bench six days a week. So it's kind of a catch 22 there. And then obviously they're wasting a, a roster spot on Chris Flexen for God knows why. So yeah, kind of feels like the Mariners are playing two guys down. Uh, so in theory, you want to use that roster spot on somebody who might actually help you. Jake Shiner, how is he going to help you getting one at bat every five days as a pinch hitter? He's I'm just not. saying, if you are using, 
if you were not using that roster spot in general, why not just have a bat that, hey, I might need someone to run into one here late in the game. That's Let's Mike put in Ford. Jake Shiner. That's Mike Ford, who's a better fit for T-Mobile Park because he's a lefty power swing. So if you're going to run with a, a basically a zero on the bench for a month, you probably want it to be the guy who fits your home ballpark best. That's Mike Ford. So yeah, even saying, if you want two seventy one three eighty five ninety seven. I know it's triple. Read I know Ford's it's the PCL, numbers? but all right, let's go over Mike Ford's numbers. They're pretty good as well. They're they're yeah. they're really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why to me it's Mason McCoy because then I I can play him at shortstop. I can give JP a day off. I can't do that right now. I really can't. Um, you know, well unless I want Wong to face lefties. Yeah. But, Mike Ford right now three oh eight four twenty nice six thirty one. 149 WRC plus. Would you say that's better? He's hit fewer home runs, Colby. Two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fewer home runs. Yeah. Look, it's... I am just trying to push the narrative of my game seven walk off home run by uh, <laughs> by Jake Shiner. All right. And the only way we make this happen is by him getting an opportunity at the major league level, proving that he belongs, and then you know ultimately working his way into that moment. Against the Phillies, by the way, for the ultimate revenge, yeah. the ultimate chills. That is the ultimate chills. So not only does he have to just be on the roster, he has to be good enough to be carried on the right. postseason roster. Right. Not only that, the World Series roster. Right. Yep. Yep. And be trusted enough to pinch hit in the ninth to hit a walk yep. off home run. So yep. essentially what you're saying is Jake Shiner is going to come up and he's going to be at least David VR from last year. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Mike Ford. Uh, Mason McCoy is my first choice. I know people want Marlo in all seriousness. Marlo doesn't make really a lot of sense right now unless you're sending down Trammell too because how are you going to get Trammell, Marlo? How are you going to get six outfielders, enough at-bats? Yeah. Especially when two of them are young guys who you want to get at-bats. You want Marlo to get at-bats, a lot a lot of at-bats. You want Trammell to get a lot of at-bats. You can't really do that or they're both on the same team, at least not at the majors. So yeah, uh, for me, it's, it's it's McCoy is the guy I would make the move for. No one's going to get the Shiner thing, by the way. <laughs> that's that's such a, a an inside joke from such a long time ago. A different life, mm-hmm. if you will. God, that, that trade was five years ago. Right. Or four years ago, four years ago, four, four years ago, four years, four ago. years ago in like a couple days, I think. Yeah. Like two weeks. It was May. They traded Bruce. Yep. Can't believe they actually got something for Jay Bruce. Did they though? Don't they? disrespect Jake Shiner. PCL <laughs> All-Star. Jake Shiner. Yeah, that's that's tough to do, man. <laughs> Next question from William Lofton. Yes, we did have another or we did have a Chris Flexen question. Is it time to stop wasting the Chris Flexen roster spot and DFA him for some moves in the pen? Seems like he's only used in blow up games or as a spot starter in which we have two to three far better options. I agree. I think it's time to just move off of him. I Colby, you talked about the Mariners wasting roster spots or it feels like they're wasting roster spots. Flexen is one of those. It really feels like the Mariners are playing with 24 roster spots and everyone's playing with 26. Yeah, Flexen, um, I think the only reason you you would keep him around is if you're like, oh, just in case, you know, Marco gets hurt or, you know, Luis gets blah, 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 whoever, right? Then we have Flexen and it's, well, okay, but first of all, you're keeping a guy around just in case yeah. something happens. But also, if that does happen, just 
go recall Tommy Malone. He's better than Chris Flexen anyway, or he's he's at least just as good yeah. as Chris Flexen anyways. Or, or go get you know Dollard, or, or go get Hancock for for two weeks. You know, if you're not talking about a long term thing. And by the way, if you are talking about a long term thing, God forbid somebody else goes out for the year. I mean, Flexen's you, not going to yeah. help you there either. Yeah, you don't want him to be the answer there. No. But the thing for me for too is like if if he's essentially waiting for this moment and getting, you know, little few outings sprinkled in here in between, he's not going to be ramped up enough. Like the bullpens that he'll be throwing and then the few little outings that he has, that's not enough. It's not enough for a guy that needs to be ramped up to, you know, if he needs to be called upon to to go out and throw six innings every fifth day. Like that's, what are we doing here? Yeah. Um, and it doesn't appear that the Mariners are interested in piggybacking or using the opener or anything like that with any of their guys right now. Uh, so they don't have to. By the way, a uh, quick thing I noticed on Twitter, a lot of people assuming that uh, Bryce Miller might get his, his uh, start skipped because of the off day and and blah, blah, blah. There's no reason. Uh, Miller's good to go. He's He threw yeah. 130 some odd innings last year. He's good for 150, 160. You don't have to worry about that. And with the all-star break, you could always finagle it. You don't really only have to skip them once. Uh, and it doesn't have to be now. So, right. uh, yeah, wouldn't worry about Miller's innings. So if you're thinking, well, when they shut Miller down, they'll have flexing ready to go. No, no, they're not going to have to shut Miller down uh, in all likelihood. So and by the, if, even if they do, by the time they do, you know, you have better options. So flexing. And also you, you want Miller spot. pitching against the Braves because right now, I, I know it's only been three spots, but he gives you a better chance to win than, you know, some of the other guys that you you have there. Whether it's Flexen, whether it's Marco, whether it's you know whoever would end up making that start. So the disrespect to Marco. Sorry, I believe in Bryce good. a lot more. He's been pretty good. Yeah, but I I believe Don't in our in and out King more than uh, the Marco. I'm sorry, yeah. the Bulldog. We'll see. We shall see. Yeah. All right. Next question here comes from Ryan, uh, another Ryan. This one is Ryan Wilson. Maybe it's just me, but how concerned are you guys about the lack of power Gino has had this season? Uh, not concerned overall, but like curious as to where the power is, where it's gone, because Eugenio Suarez just heading for singles, not really valuable of a player. Because he doesn't, he's not athletic enough to make up for the lack of power in other areas. Simple as that. He needs to hit for power in order for him to give you the value that you need out of a Eugenio Suarez. So, yeah, that is a problem right now that is contributing to the offensive issues. That's not the problem by any stretch of the imagination, but it is a part of the problem. And uh, it's something that does need to get turned around. Am I concerned about it? No, because. Like, I don't like, have you looked into Gino's numbers at all? Like, is it a launch angle issue? Like what's going on here? What do you, what do you think is the problem right now? I think he's toast. <laughs> Crispy toast. Um, gotcha. I don't know. I haven't looked. Um, but yeah, you know, Gino, it's not unusual for him to go long, fairly long stretches without hitting home runs. He is kind of a, a bunch hitter, um, meaning he'll get, you know, four in a week and he'll be right back where you want him to be. But uh, yeah, you know, from what I can tell and this, again, I'm not, I'm not a swing coach or anything like that. Um, bat speed looks roughly the same. I haven't noticed a big drop in that. It doesn't seem like he's having more trouble getting into velocity, uh, than he did last year. 
Um, so I don't, I don't know what exactly the issue is. How concerned am I a little, um, it's not something that you're panicking about right now, but if we get into, you know, late June and he's got four home runs, you know, you're probably going to have to start looking at third base as a position of need because you can't have a third baseman who's going to hit, you know, 11 home runs and hit 230. That's not going to help yeah. you at all. So you you really need to find somebody who get the very least can share that spot with Gino. So uh, he's got another, you know, four to six weeks to, to show the power is legit. And, uh, you know, it's a pretty good spot to prove it here in Boston. Uh, so we'll see uh, if, if that helps at all. But yeah, I think it's at least worth noting that the home run power is way down. Uh, I don't think it's time to panic or, or anything like that yet. Uh, but he's, you know, he's coming up on it here. We got four to six weeks before trade talks start to get very, very real. And if he's again, if he's sitting 225 with four home runs on July one, then you're definitely looking for a third base option or at least somebody who can share that job uh, with a Eugenio. So right. uh, we'll see. But for now, not worried, but definitely tracking. You mentioned Boston. That's where the Mariners are playing tonight. You can catch that game on the Mariners hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. First pitch again at 410 Pacific time. All right, last question of the show comes from Vlad. Have the expectations for a good year changed from the preseason to now? Colby. No. Yep. Why would they? Because they're uh-huh, 20 and 20. Too. Okay, last year they were, what, five games under at this point? They cruised into the playoffs. And by the way, the Mariners are turning in the right direction. They won 9 of 13. Mm-hmm. No. I'd actually argue that considering how you know poor your three best offensive players have played, um, and, I mean, heck, Ty France himself had two weeks where he was just the worst hitter in baseball. Now he's turned it around. Um so the fact that you haven't really gotten any kind of meaningful production for the most part uh, from Colton Wong, from Teoscar Hernandez, from Julio Rodriguez, um, you know, for Ty France for a good chunk of this year, and you're still 20 and 20. And that's, by the way, is without Robbie Ray. And that's with like three innings of Andres Munoz. To me, I'm really encouraged by where this team is right now. And, and it looks to me like they're a 90 plus win team to me. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Obviously, you would have liked to have been, you know, 25 and 15 right now, but you're right there and you're a couple one run uh, losses away from from being right there. And again, that's without your best players really contributing all year. Uh, you're doing it right now with pitching and bullpen and and the defense has gotten cleaned up quite a bit in the first since the first couple of weeks. Base running. <sighs> but uh, the offense is scoring a few more runs now. Uh, hopefully, you know, we're seeing Julio kind of start to come out of his slump. Uh, hopefully Tateo's getting ready to do the same. Uh, but no, I'm actually right where I was 40 games ago. I think this is a 90 plus win team that's going to make the playoffs and, uh, they stay healthy, do some serious damage in the playoffs. So, uh, I'm not too worried. Yeah. My expectations are about the same. My expect or the reason for those expectations though, have changed a little bit over these first 40 games. Uh, really what I mean by that, the reason for these expectations changing is 
certain guys are, are failing to meet expectations so far and certain guys are exceeding expectations like Jared Kelnick, like this pitching staff that despite losing Robbie Ray and Andres Munoz very early on has been one of, if not the best in, in baseball. So once that starts to, you know, once both of those things regress back to the mean, I think this we're pretty much going to be right where we expected this team to be and have an opportunity to get a hell of a lot better at the trade deadline in July, assuming that they don't fall off a cliff here in the next, you know, two months yeah. and are still in a position to to buy at that point. So, yeah, my my expectations are about the same. Just the, the reasons for the expectations are, are a little bit different just based off of what I've seen. If that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. All right. No. Sure. Uh, so before we hop off here, um, wanted to mention that we are currently running a survey, uh, for this podcast to gauge community interests and some things that we might end up doing, uh, to help grow the community or just some content ideas, interview ideas, giveaway ideas, stuff like that. If you want to have your uh, voice heard on that front, we'll leave a link to the survey in the description of this episode on YouTube or wherever you are listening to this episode. So Spotify, Apple, all that stuff, it'll be in the description as well. You can click that link and uh, put in your answers for the survey. Uh, So yeah, help us out. And uh, we've gotten some great responses already. I think we're almost at 400 already. So uh, it's been uh, nice to hear all of your feedback on that front. So, and uh, I'm hoping that we'll implement some of the things that you guys have voted on pretty soon here. So with that, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, it's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well at Lockdown Mariners. That's one word, Lockdown Mariners. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen. Catch us after the game tomorrow night for a Lockdown Mariners postgame show. But for now, have yourself a beautiful baseball day. We'll see you after the game tomorrow night. Peace.